Art Sand Show podcast. This is a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures each and every day of the work week. The work week, I guess, typically Monday through Friday. Uh, wow. Okay. So, I, what amount to do like a 15-mile trip from my house to Jacqueline's? I mean, seriously, was met with, I mean, in that amount of time, that that's not a lot of time to have one incident on the road with another motorist, let alone two. But yet, there I was, embroiled in yet another bit of drama. Now, um, I, I did nothing wrong. Well... I don't know. I'll let you be the judge. Because oftentimes I have said that if someone does something to you on the road, your best response is to ignore. And I think that that is terrific advice in any situation. But when you're calm, that's easy to say. If if there is... um. If there is uh, someone that is, uh, uh, whatever, taking a run at you or saying something or doing something, and you have the ability to remain stoic, that is a gift from God. And I envy those who have the ability to master that. And you can master that 99 times, or do it correctly 99 times, and then the one time, oh boy. So... I mean that that's something to work towards. That is a that that's a goal. And honestly, um I and I say to Diana, I'm like, yeah, you don't want to do anything behind the wheel because once someone is behind the wheel, they turn into absolute psychopaths. They do things that they wouldn't do if they were walking down the street or they were at work or even at home. Once they're behind the wheel, different ball game. Okay, where we go on the way to Jackie's house, it's it's been the thing for the past, for the whole summer. It narrows down to one lane. Hang on. Daisy, come on, man, not now. Quit. Licking her paws, you know me, I can't stand that. Narrows down to one lane, and this is the zone. This is the zipper merge zone. And I don't know what is keeping the Department of Transportation to just put up, I mean, they, they have the ability to make signs. They've got a whole department on sign making. Use whole lane. Zipper, or you could write, zipper merge is legal. Please don't block a lane that merges. I mean, how, this is easy. The, the, and then over time, the message will get out. And then these dick face um, uh, fucking vigil lane vigilantes will maybe get the message. Maybe I don't know. Okay, there's still a good half mile left in the lane that is merging into the lane that the merging traffic is going into. It's empty. So you have a a, a one mile backup, which could easily be cut in half. If you allow those 
one half of that one mile backup to go if the people would just get in the fucking lane and take it till it ends and then take turns one after the other, thus a zipper. The half mile is, I can see it and I can see the arrow saying, and there's, it even says merge here. So they've kind of approached the whole idea of getting the word out, but it's not enough because these are stupid people. Then I see it. Some guy gets out of the lane that the cars are merging into and kind of half-ass gets into the lane that is ending. It's me approaching him and then clear sailing for a half mile. All right, now, it's a really bold thing to get out like that for him to do that. So what am I going to do? He thinks he's, he's, he's just saving the day for everybody. Yeah, this is what you do. So I kind of uh, slowly, slowly inch my way towards him. Diana's sitting next to me. She goes, what are you doing? What's going on? I go, shh, I got this. There's technique here. I kind of like really not that aggressively kind of roll up. And then when I get close enough, I just mash the gas and yank the wheel onto the shoulder uh, with the rumbles to vroom, right by that fucker, get right back in that speed up lane and just boom, nail it. Get into the gas, man. Holy shit. Then the uh, the barrels start, you know, uh, getting you over. And then I'm, I see this dude in a Z71 off-road Silverado 1500 pickup. I'm like, this guy is going to be the problem. And there's plenty of space in front of him. So I go, that's my spot. But th- again, this is a this is a Michigan driver in a truck. So I'm like, he's probably a hilljack and no and no doubt armed. And uh, so I got to be careful. You know, he's got flagpole holders where he goes to the Let's Go Brandon convention. And uh, I cut right in front of him. Well, I didn't cut. I took my turn. I was I was the one person obeying the law. Every single one of those people who got over earlier, they are breaking the law. They're lawbreakers, and they and that's the put you your punishment. Wait, wait there like a dick. I will I will be the one to take off and do it right. Man, Chris says drop the hammer and then honk and give them the finger. I I didn't do that, but I I should have. I have in the past. Um, it's a little bit more of a challenge when Joe Trucker uh, throws 18 wheels over there. Then you got to be a little bit more creative with that. Um, all right. So then a mile and a half later, okay, where this road takes you as you approach downtown Grand Rapids, it's curvy and, and weird. And, you know, this is rush hour traffic. So, you know, it's it's reduced speed because of the volume. And there's all sorts of Grand Rapids uh, um, uh, interstate s- setup is is just I don't know. There's just so many merges and offs and you got an intersection between uh, major, major roadways that there's a lot of you merge left, merge right. I mean, it's it's pretty 
complex for a mid-level sized town, to say the least. Not not uh, over vast distances, but there's one a packet of of roads where it's like, wh- what the fuck? Who? What idiot designed this? What what dumb fuck Dutchman was? How drunk were you when you came up with? Uh, uh, this exit and that merge and left, right, turn around, hokey pokey, uh, speed up, slow down. Ah, I have no idea. But in this uh, in this road, and Kenny writes, he says, my thoughts exactly when I drove there a month ago. No, it's it's jacked. It is a horrible, terribly engineered set of roads. And I, I've never understood why they said, all right, when we make this interstate system, let's make it difficult. Let's make this uh, uh, more complex than anything else. Ram says a packet of roads. What's a packet of roads? I think I've described it. I think I've made my point. You're just nitpicking. Okay. Why don't Hey, Aram. Why don't you enjoy the show today instead of sitting there and needling me over every single word I say? Shut up, you fake Armenian. Uh, Kenny says, let's make it more complicated than Nashville or Atlanta, even though we're tiny in comparison. You're absolutely right. In this path that I'm on, it's very bendy and twisty, and, and, and traffic is slowed down to, like, just over 50 miles an hour. And everybody, there's only two lanes. And I'm in the right lane, and the people in the uh, left lane, are we're all going the same speed because there's a lot of people merging on. you got to pretty much keep your head on a swivel in this, yes, packet of roads. Anyway. Um. So the car in the left, the cars in the left lane, we're all going the same speed. It's like Daytona. It's just a pack. There's a guy behind me who is Kurt Busch. Or is it, which one's the idiot in NASCAR? Is it Kurt or Kyle? Who's the one everybody hates? Anyway, he's doing that right behind me. And I, oh man. I can see he is enraged and he doesn't like the fact that I'm going the speed I'm going again. I'm going the same speed as everybody else. And I'm very much and I'm uh, quickly approaching where I have to exit to the right to get to Jackie's. And he is right there. Bumper to bumper. I can see every line in his face. He's so close. And I've got my blinker on. I'm, I'm getting off right there. I can't. I, I'm not going to speed up so you can rip by me and cause an accident. Cock. I've got my blinker on. And I, I get, as I'm leaving the interstate now, he buries the horn. And then I, up goes my middle finger. I just hold it up and don't even look at him as he drives on by. There you go. Sit on that, asshole. So... I, you know, I don't recommend it, but then again, I'm leaving. I mean, I say I don't recommend that type of behavior, but I'm exiting. So it's not like he's going to be able to catch up to me and shoot me. But, but in hindsight, that's a bad habit because then the next time that I'm on the road and something like that happens, I'm probably going to want to do it again 
You know, you you can't. I'm I'm a creature of habit. I I I should probably focus on just ignoring the other motorists when they do dumb things like that. Oh my God, people are so pissed all the time. And now to be clear, I in all of those incidents, all I am guilty of is obeying the law and being a terrific motorist. I am the one that you want. I, you you want someone to leave the road to be able to engage in the zipper merge. I take it back. Me passing on that shoulder that I may have been breaking some type of law there. I'm, in fact, I'm, I'm I'm quite certain of it. So I don't know how great I am, but damn, it felt good. Welcome to the show. It happens right here in the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. Uh, each and every day of the work week, as I indicated, Baldwin Ace Hardware, a beacon of DIY awesome awesomeness in the Northland. If you ever want to reach me, send an email on the Shoreliner Striping Inbox, eric at ericsaintshow.com. I'll be recording tonight. Well, live recording. You can watch it live. On Patreon, patreon.com slash Eric Zane with the one and only Ben Glaze. The Ben, the the Ben, the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. Part of the litany of programming available on Patreon. If you want to be part of the live audience and you are on Patreon, look for the email. If you've never gotten one, that means you're not on the mailing list. Reach out to me and say, hey, dumbass. I want to check it out live. Send me an email. Eric at ericzanejoe.com. Uh, all right. Whew. So yesterday, awesome, got together. We celebrated the birthday. Madison, 20 years old. Okay. And um, real simple. We go to Jackie's. We've got all of us there ready to celebrate. Um. And Madison says, I want an ice cream cake. Okay. Hey, right on. This is going to be great. Uh, we have the ice cream cake with us. We've got the ice cream cake. we got the meal that we've eaten. It's Eric. Uh, it's uh, Slaughter the Turks. Um, Alfredo. Chicken Alfredo roll-ups. Great, great recipe. Uh, with garlic bread and uh, vegetables. I mean, it's great. Getting together and then celebrate the birthday. Been doing this, love celebrating the birthdays. Big on birthdays. What Diana is not uh, big on is, well, she, I'll just say it. She struggles with certain types of desserts and refrigeration. Now, we, after yesterday, we now have three incidents of this in the past year. Okay? The first incident was um, we were at my dad's. A Sarah Lee frozen cheesecake. Well, it's Sarah Lee cheesecake that you buy in your grocer's freezer. And then um, you keep it in the freezer until you're ready to eat it. Okay. And it says that on the box. Keep frozen until ready to eat. Now, there's more instructions after that. But that's all Diana read. Keep frozen until ready to eat. Directly below that, it says thawing instructions. They didn't feel the need at Sarah Lee to write 
this must be eaten thawed or this should not be eaten frozen. Okay? And because everybody knows you never eat cheesecake frozen. That's you don't need to write that because everyone knows that except my wife. So she sees keep frozen until ready to eat and we're at my dad's and he goes, well, what are we having for dessert? A cheesecake. I'll get it. And I'm like, I'm not paying attention. And all of a sudden I see her with a knife trying to stick it into this. And I'm like, what? I thought we got cheesecake. I did. Well, cheesecake is not, it, it looks like you're trying to uh, cut into a hockey puck. And she's like, well, it's frozen. I go, well, what are we just going to look at it? No, we're going to eat it. I go, on what planet does anyone ever eat cheesecake frozen? She goes, and look at it. It says right here, keep frozen until ready to eat. I go, right, but there's other things that it says there too, like thawing instructions. Keep in fridge overnight or, uh, I don't know, whatever. There's other instructions on there. But the fact of the matter is, you're, I know, everybody knows you're not supposed to eat it frozen. Joanne had the line of the day as we're eating frozen cheesecake. She goes, I don't know whether to chew it or suck it because there's ice crystals in it. it the, the moisture that's in the cheesecake is now is frozen. It's, it's terrible. Frozen raspberry or strawberry. I forget what, what it was. Cheesecake. I'm like, oh, my God. Fast forward month and a half later, uh, Justin picks out the dessert for family dinner. I want frozen cheesecake. Or he didn't say frozen, frozen. I want cheesecake. She gets the exact same product. I don't know this, but it was deja vu because they, uh, we were like, okay, it's time for dessert. She goes to the freezer and I'm like, what? And I go, and she goes, okay, here we go. And I'm like, wait a minute. Did you do this again? We, I mean, we had a big laugh over this last time. Did you did you forget all of what happened? She goes, no, this is this is frozen. It says keep frozen till ready to eat. I go, this is the same GD conversation we had last time. What? You've got to be kidding me. She did it twice. I'm going somewhere with this. Don't worry, because I haven't even gotten into to, uh, yesterday. You might be thinking... Please tell me she didn't know. Yesterday, we did not have cheesecake. I told you. We had a frozen, uh, we had ice cream cake. Finished dinner. And uh, she goes, oh, come on, hurry up. She's getting the cake ready. You got to put the the, the number two candle and the zero candle into it. And uh, I'm watching her, and the candle goes way into the ice cream cake. She goes, oh, boy, this is, this is thawing. I go, well, did you leave it out? I mean, we've been here for an hour and a half, two hours. Did you, did you just leave it out? It's ice cream. She goes, no, I, I, I put it in, I put it in there. I go, um, yeah, well, that's it. And it's falling apart. It's, it looks basically like pudding at this point. It's still holding its form to some degree, but you can tell it's struggling. I go, and it's, she goes, here, let's put it back. I go, yeah, I mean, but, but you got it right out of there, right? And she goes, yeah. 
And so um, we open up the freezer, and uh, and I, I'm looking, and there's like no space for it. I go, where? Well, where was it? And she goes, well, I don't know. Just put it in there. Now that's the first clue that there's some real. Is anybody figuring out yet what I, what she did? And this is a side by side vertical door, French door, uh, freezer, fridge setup. Okay. We move something out of the way in the freezer, and I set it in there, and I'm very suspicious. And then uh, I think she was she felt a little sheepish about that. And then someone says, I forget who brought it up. And said, Did you maybe, when you got here, put it in the fridge? She goes, yes, I did. So she, I, she, was, she didn't want to admit it, but yeah. Put the fucking thing in the in the refrigerator, and it's melting. Oh my god! And I go, what? What? What is it with you? What? You? you... And she felt so she didn't want to laugh at herself. I go now. Actually, said I go right now. You're you you feel like an idiot, and and you don't like the fact that we're all about to uh, point and laugh at you for this for this one. But you will, you will, you're not going to right now, but that's it. Uh, Ram says she can't be in charge of dessert anymore. That is such a sad story. (laughs) Ram, I like you again. You're back to being Armenian. That's a funny line. Wow. Corey, come on. Corey says this is why women shouldn't have equal rights. You asshole. You can't say that. Oh, at least she didn't leave it in the car, <laughs> says Maureen. Uh, of all of, all of the amazing slaughter of the Turks recipes, and yet the queen of the forest cannot figure out ice cream or cheese or cheesecake. Uh, a couple of you figured it out. Kenny said refrigerator part. Chris says for sure it was in the fridge. <sighs> My God. He says, Diana's brain, cheesecake, frozen, ice cream, refrigerate. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. So there you go. A good time had by all. So it it firmed up to some degree. But uh, we cut into it. Ate the cake. Off we go. Happy birthday, Madison. 20 years old. and, And leaving us again. She is packing Getting ready to leave for college year two. Oh, my God. Uh, yesterday, more on college a little later on because, hey, how about that? $10,000 debt relief. Oh, my God. I don't usually like to like tease stories, but, oh, this one, holy shit. Um, by the way, uh, side story, before all this stuff goes on with the birthday thing and me giving people the finger while driving, my friends from Affordable Limousine and Party Bus, they said, hey, we got a uh, a late arriving thing. We need you to go uh, get somebody to the airport. This is an easy, easy, easy job. Uh, it takes more time to drive to the garage and go home than the actual job. But uh, there's a little bit of, there's a couple steps involved in this. I have to drive to the cleaners. 
uh, in beautiful Jenison, Michigan. And this lady is the nicest lady that works there. I love her so much. She is always just so helpful and give her, giving me all these motherly advice things and just, and she knows Diana very well. And she's, uh, she's always like, just, I don't know. She's just fantastic. And th- th- this is the lady who, uh, made me, well, this is what she said. I, not, not long ago, I delivered, uh, a couple shirts, right? I dropped them off to be clean. This is, this is some time ago, actually, but I've told this story before. And, um, well, I don't know what it is, but like, uh, whenever I wear a collared shirt, you know, sometimes I'll wear it and then take it off and put it back on the, uh, on the, uh, on the hanger and, and, and wear it if you, cause I wear an undershirt underneath it. So it's not like they're filthy or anything like that, but, um, the collar touching my skin, it gets dirty. Okay. And you can see the dirt on the inside of the shirt. And so, you know, it's it's a little gross. So you you don't want that to get too bad. So you have to take the shirts. To the, I've always taken my I don't put my shirts in the dishwasher or dishwasher, uh, clothes washer. I always take them to the cleaner. They they last longer. And uh, I take the shirts there, and she uh, and I go yeah to here I'm gonna I forget her name. And uh, I'm a little sheepish about the fact that it's gross. It's dirty the collar the inside of the collar and she goes oh wow look at that and i'm like Ugh, fuck and i go yeah yeah she, you know what what a what a good thing this is i go oh i'm thinking oh she's going to lecture me about cleaning my shirts i go yeah yeah she says that that's a sign of strong health that is a good good th- you are healthy oh my gosh Look at that. Look at look at that shirt. That is a wonderful sign of excellent health right there. And I'm like, what? The, you made that up. You you must have made that up just to feel uh, make idiots like me feel better. That's not a sign of good health. That's a sign of a greasy, gross Armenian uh, 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 skin is what that is. That is that is filth. That's all that is. You're 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 lying to my ears right now with that. Um, so I have to go to the cleaners yesterday and there she is. I love her so much. I wish I knew her name and just the, uh, sweetest, flirtiest older lady you're ever going to meet. I had interactions with flirty ladies all day yesterday and I'll get to that in a second. This is, so she's all flirty and sweet and nice and, and, uh, and I'm always flirty too. You know me, charming as can be. And, uh, I say, um, okay, now these clothes that you're giving me, I need to put them on immediately. And so, because I had to go to the limo job, so it's a white shirt, black pants. She's oh, restroom right over there. But there's no place to hang the clothes, so leave the rest of the clothes you're picking up on this hanger grabber here. And I don't want them to get dirty. We just cleaned those for you, Eric. I go, you got it, Missy, whatever her name is. Get changed. Come out. And then, now, I mean, it's black pants, black shoes, uh, long sleeve, white shirt. Black tie, black vest. The vest does it. The vest always brings it all together. If someone's wearing a vest, it just puts everything on a different level. Accessories, uh, bright silver watch. Always wear a championship ring on the right hand, on the, on my right hand because it's a, it's just an icebreaker. People want to talk to you about it. It's a way to get more tips. It's, it's a simple thing. Uh, I come out and she goes, Oh my. And I'm like, thank you. 
You're you're lovely. I love you so much. Okay, see ya. Bye. Pick up the car. Uh, it's this beautiful navigator that they have there, and I got to pick up this super rich dude. Now, I don't want to go and say what this guy is the CEO of, but let's just say this is a massive company, huge, and I mean like so much so that I look it up and I'm reading about the dude, and. Hang on a second. Bruce, come on, man. I'm I'm uh, stalking him out beforehand. I pick him up at the corporate headquarters. <clears throat> you can probably get an idea of who he is by just thinking about all of the... you got some major corporations here in West Michigan. So you can narrow it down to probably five. This is a big deal. I go, oh, my God, I'm picking this guy up. Holy shit. And so I'm like, uh, you know, everything's got to be Mr. Mr. Yes, sir. No, sir. Uh, can I get your bags here? Okay. Is there anything you need? Pretty much standard. He's late coming out. I'm standing there outside of the car for 25 minutes in the sun. No big deal. Whatever. That's how it is. This is easy. Uh, get him in the car. Got to drive him 15 minutes to the airport. Drop him off. Boom. Easy. I'll probably make a quick $100. No problem. Gets in the car. He's got another dude with him, and they're talking about purchasing another corporate jet. And that was the the high level meeting. Like, well, I told him not to sell that Lear, and uh, so now we're stuck, and we we gotta. I mean, I I. So they're having talking about this big discussion about buying another jet, and I'm like, oh my god, but today real world problems. Uh, I get these folks to the airport. Open up their doors, get their bags. Thank you, Mr. So-and-so. Thank you, Mr. So-and-so. You guys have a great day. Yes, smell you later. They walk off. Not a stiffed. Oh, stiffed. Oh, my God. So I'm like, oh, shit. All right, whatever. Serves me right for giving that guy the finger in the road rage incident. Actually, that happened after, so that doesn't make any sense. But karma. Uh, it was it was preemptively uh, uh, giving me the karma. I don't know, but nothing, not one red cent. I was like, that is terribly rude. Okay, see you later. Bye. I'm not uh, buying any of your stuff. Off I go. Wondering if there's any guesses as to who it was. Stevie says, stiff, put him on blast. Chris says, you don't get rich by giving it away. Uh, rich people don't tip. Megan weighs in with Bissell and Amway have their own hangers. It's not Bissell and it's not Amway. You should have asked him to sponsor the show. I see suggestions. Amway, Meyer, Steelcase. None of those. Those are big ones, too. Paul says some DeVos bitch. You know, can you not insult my boss? No, it has nothing to do with those nice people, and you should not refer to that family as that. I love them very much. Jason says if he got... Stiff, don't feel sorry about blasting a name out there. 
No, 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 no. You see, that would make the limo company look bad. And I don't want to do that. Getting warmer. Megan says Gordon Foods. No. Van Andel. No, has nothing to do with pyramid schemes. Steelcase, x right. No. Nope. Applied imaging. No, it's not. It's not known as applied imaging anymore. It's applied innovations. Your boss. He says, your boss? No. Uh, Mr. Dan DeVos signs my checks for the Grand Rapids Griffins, and I see him several times a year. Ding, 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 ding. We have a winner. We have a winner on these sweepstakes. Have I got, guys, have I ever told you about how much intuition radio voice Linda has? She always seems to just know things. You know, it, it, it doesn't take her long to figure stuff out. Have I ever, have I ever gone down that road with you? I might as well just come out and say it, for God's sake. All right. Anyway. (laughs) That's funny. Oh, my God. I drive back to the garage. And in the driver's lounge there, there's a really nice lady who books the uh, driver's. And I, I don't know who this other person was that walked in there. Uh, and I, I walk in, and she's older. And I I come walking in, and I swear to God, she stops her thought that she's having with, our, uh, with the employee. And she goes, oh, my God, do you look cute. And I go, oh. And you now, I don't know about you, but I love that. That is... That is huge with me. I I am a sucker for that. And I don't care if it's a guy or a girl. She goes, oh, my. Stops her words. She goes, you, you look cute. I go, well, thank you. I, that is, you're very kind. I appreciate that very much. So I fill out some paperwork. And then uh, I go into, like, uh, actually, I'm outside talking to one of the other employees. And this lady comes out again, and she goes, Oh, my God. I'm serious. I can't get over it. I can't get over how cute you are. And I'm like, well, you have just made my day. She says, oh, come on. You hear that all the time. These are all things you can say if you're, like, over 65 years old. So I'm charmed. I wanted to actually – I actually wanted to have sex with this woman. Now, I mean, physically, there's no attraction. But charm goes a long way. I would have had sex with that woman if I was single. Now, it would have like it would have been like having sex with a um, female, uh, old black version of Kenny. Okay, um, but I don't care. That 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 doesn't. If you are going to charm me and do those things to me, I would I could very easily be okay with throwing it in you. And I was like, well, that is, I, that, you know, you don't hear that every day. 
You don't hear that enough. And I'm driving home, and I'm like, you know, there's spring in my step. She has made my day. She has told me twice in five minutes how cute I am. She wants to have sex with me. I could have had sex with her right there in the back of her vehicle. I wouldn't have, but I was mildly aroused by this. This is how simple I am. And then I'm like, you know, if the shoe, there is no way that that is acceptable uh, for the shoe on the other foot. Can you imagine if I was her in the driver's lounge having the discussion with uh, the the uh, limo booker and I and 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 some lady who is 20 years younger than me, well, let's just say 15, came walking in and I went, "Oh man, you are cute." Oh fuck, that would be terrible. And but when it comes to in this scenario, this is okay. This is okay. Yes, that is a double standard, but one that I can get behind. There is nothing wrong with a lady saying this to a man. Now, I think the ultimate perfect way with having no problems is if you are old and uh, no chance that anyone on the planet actually wants to have sex with you. Then you know you can get away with that. So if you're a person who, uh, you know, is the much older black version of Kenny, you can you can pull this off. So. Kenny, I, you know, I, I love you. DDP yoga. It's, it's you're, you're, you're killing it. I love you. But I had it. I had to paint a picture for these people. And uh, you <laughs> and you were the only thing that came to mind. But that's not going to be. This is temporary. In in a year and a half, in a year and a half, Kenny, you're going to be scheduling your big skin removal surgery after you you blow out 150 pounds. And he says, why did I come to mind? Well, Kenny, I can't help it that when I saw her, I saw you, but female and black. That's not, I didn't do that. That is not, it's just what happened in my brain. So just know that in 18 months, you won't have that problem. Uh, Chris in Maine says, the nail can always tell the hammer it's cute. The other way around, it's assault. Jesse says, Kenny, Eric is thinking about you while talking about his mild arousal. Well, you know, I can't say that I've been ever aroused by a man. In fact, I there, there's no way I have it. I would say that there are several men that I think are absolutely gorgeous individuals. But I wouldn't want to be nude with them. Not aroused. I would say they're gorgeous. Like Austin Butler is a gorgeous human being. Elvis. Even Fat Elvis was attractive, in my opinion. That's on my mind because I recently saw that film. But I'm just I'm just giving you an example. Um, Aram says Kid Rock and Dog the Bounty Hunter. No, I wasn't. I didn't want to have sex with those people. I was just uh, thought that they were very attractive, attractive people. And I never really thought Kid Rock was attractive. I just loved his music, which I don't anymore. 
No, I take it back. I, I, I like some of his songs, but God, he just he's so stupid. He is so unbelievably dumb that I can no longer look past the stupidity. You know? So that's that. Um, wow, 43 minutes. You know, why am I even promoting Twitch if I give the people on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube 43 minutes of show? I am kicking you people uh, off on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And you must go to twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live if you want the rest of this shit show. Um, Dean over at uh, the limousine company, not not uh, boring Dean, but uh, there's a dude named Dean that works over there. He says, podcast still growing? I said, yeah, I don't know how. I go, it's the worst. It's It's so horrible, yet people keep coming back and yes, the audience keeps growing somehow. I don't know what that what I I it, it's stuck. I'm stuck with it forever. It's it's as terrible as it is. People love it. And he goes, well, good problem to have. I go, I guess so. All right. So for you folks on Facebook, Twitter, and uh, YouTube, you need to go to Twitch.tv/slash Eric Zane Live if you want the rest of the content as it goes. Okay, Uh, go there, fill out a little, um, create a little, uh, not uh, name for yourself. Jesus, I can't even talk. Follow the show and subscribe if you like for free with uh, Amazon Prime. You can do that. Click on the red button, follow the steps. Otherwise, you'll get some commercials. Uh, But so there's you got to follow. And if you like, subscribe. If you don't have Amazon Prime, you can throw five bucks at it. If you like, totally up to you. Otherwise, just sit through the commercials. No big deal. Who cares? Whatever. And then wherever you download audio podcasts, after the show is done, all of this becomes the audio podcast. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, Twatter, Twitcher, Fapper, all of those. Okay? So there you go. Enjoy the rest of your day, and I will uh, send you on your way. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Of course, Twitch and Facebook are brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Uh, Twitter is brought to you by Blue Frost IT, and YouTube comes to you from uh, Frank Fuss, My Policy Shop Insurance. Okay, check me out on Patreon when this one is all done. I'm going to tell you about something I saw on one of my favorite sites called Cora, which is basically dumb people asking questions, and then smart people who subscribe to it 
uh, have an opportunity to look smart and give you an explanation based on their uh, experience and what they do for a living or their education background. And the question was asked, what uh, is the most destructive weapon ever created? And, I mean, you might think, well, a, a nuclear bomb. And this one, yes, is, uh, is, is nuclear. But when I tell you what we had planned with that, and thank God it's no longer a thing, you'll be like, what the hell? In a lot of ways, we should probably bring it back. But I'm going to tell you about that on the Patreon. You're going to be like, what the hell is that? Unbelievable. Uh, Patreon happens shortly after this podcast finishes, the free one, each and every day. It is uh, commercial free, and it is supported by you, the audience. I just had a nice gentleman sign up yesterday who actually I have to keep nameless. And the reason why I have to keep this person nameless is because it's sensitive. If I even say that the person, what the person's name is, who signed up, it's going to put some people on high alert. And if I also, if I say it, I'll be tempted to talk more about it. And if I talk more about it, it could put that person in jeopardy. I mean, like legit jeopardy. Something bad could happen. I realize I'm being very vague. But let me just say that when I saw this, I was like, fuck yes. Oh, my God. So I immediately found somebody who kind of became a new best friend who I, like, hit it off with. And one day down the road, I I might be able to tell you about who this is. And this is not a person who's famous, but the circumstances around this person's existence and to why I'm interested into it is uh, that's famous for a lot of people who listen to this show. It's a famous circumstance. Is that not? What a tease. Oh, my God. You're like, tell us, you asshole. Tell us. No. No, 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 no. Anyway, this nice uh, nice gentleman signed up on Patreon, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. I wish you would, too. If you're enjoying the free podcast, and you are not on the Patreon, uh, please consider it because, A, it helps me keep the lights on and the dogs fed and the vet bills and all that shit, and it's it's just fun. I, I over-deliver on the Patreon, um, and I, I, I try to do my best to make it so that you have something to listen to as much as you're working, okay? Uh, so between the free podcast and the Patreon, you're looking at about 25 hours of content each and every week. So there you go. Sign up. Thank you. Even if it's just a month, I get it if you have to cancel. Okay, if you are signed up monthly, do this. Like, if you're like, oh, man, I'm signing up and I'm never getting out, convert it to a yearly. You can do that at any point. So if you sign up for 10 bucks a month and you know you're going to be there month to month, sign up for a whole year and I will give you a 10% discount. That's the way to go because it's 120 bucks for the $10 a month for the year. Now it's 108, so I saved you enough for, uh, I don't know, a case of cheap beer. All right. Fuck, these shows. Uh, I've got an hour and 11 minutes left, and it's all sponsors. It's a good problem to have, frankly. Uh, I got a question. Eric, uh, relatively new, why do you sometimes during the live stream – 
stand up from your chair, stand on one leg, and extend the other leg out. Technically, this is a yoga pose. I think it's a, a hybrid version of Warrior Three. Are you familiar with Warrior? I think it's Warrior Three. Warrior Three is when you're on. Hang on. You're on one foot with the other foot out, and then hands go forward. So you have to maintain the balance like this. This is Warrior Three. Balance is uh, is not my strong suit, but I, I I can pull that one off for a little bit. But this one's different because I'm supporting my weight with my arms. Uh, yeah, I I do that to stretch out my legs, you know, um, because um, my my hips hurt all the damn time. Radio voice Linda says, be sure to invite them to tonight's podcast. Um, uh, yes, that is that of course will happen. But I just I, I I cannot reveal. I just can't reveal. All right. Where the hell am I? Frank Fuss at My Policy Shop Insurance. How great is this? So um, I'm I am doing my best to try to get the word out because I don't think anybody else got the word out. As soon as uh, Obamacare hit, however long ago that was, you know, um, people were like. Not everybody was aware as to how exactly this works. And I think it rolled out stupidly because the website was a disaster. But it's humming. I've utilized Obamacare for almost four years now. And uh, if, I'm so thankful that every step of the way, I have Frank Fuss, the licensed independent insurance agent slash broker, who can help me when it comes to enrollment every year. Year one, I did it on my own. Messed it up. Never again. And I owe it all to Frank. And I've never paid Frank one red cent. His services are free. Reach out to him. You can do it one of two ways. First, go to the website, buyinsurancehere.com, and just fill out the form. Next thing you know, you're talking to Frank. You get started on this early enough in the day. By the end of the day, you can have a health insurance policy. Eric, how do I pay for this? Some of you don't know, but the way the government does this now is you pay a percentage, a portion of the premium for whatever policy you choose, whichever one works best for you or your family. The government gives you a tax subsidy to cover the rest. If you keep your income under a a certain level as you're self-employed or maybe your employer doesn't offer insurance, you don't have to pay that back, okay? Uh, If you do do meet the threshold, you will have to pay it back. So plan accordingly. 616-914-4070. So there you go. That's how that works. You can call or text Frank, and he can help you every step of the way. He's also the Medicare Advantage Plan expert and Social Security expert. If you or someone you know or love is getting set to turn 65, he's going to help you in that planning. You know, you don't want to just like, oh, hey, I'll just figure it out as I go. No, because what you might do is you might sign up for something or you might not sign up for something that is entitled to you, various prescription coverages, or maybe you're signing up for a plan to support you in Medicare that isn't that great. That was the case with our beloved NFK here in the household. Because of Frank, he signed up Kevin for a much better insurance plan through Medicare and basically covered 100% of his neck surgery that would have cost him a whole lot of money. My point is, when it comes to these things, Medicare, Social Security, 
Obamacare. Frank's the guy. And again, you don't pay him. 616-914-4070. Megan from Irvine's, what time on September 17th am I driving onto the premises for the Irvine's car show? Because I will be there and I want you to be there. Okay? Uh, That is benefiting CASA of Kent County, Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Raveland94, welcome to you. First time chat. Glad you are here. Now, Irvine's, in addition to helping the community, they're in the process of uh, finishing up an expansion of their business because of the terrific clients that have uh, made them who they are. Very, very cool. And they are incredibly incredibly equipped to uh, serve the public. And if you reach out to them, Irvines.com, E-R-V-I-N-E-S, Irvines.com, you will see all of the amazing Google reviews of the customers who are so happy with uh, what they offer to repair your domestic, Asian, or European vehicle. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. You can also call them at 616-532-6600. On Car Show Day, just seeing uh, Megan, Jamie, Eric and Bruce is is reason enough to go. These are the superstars. And oh, by the way, I'll be there. Wrecking all the pictures. Uh, the verdict in the um, trial against the fire department and Los, uh, uh, the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department. Uh, they're accused of doing terrible things. When Kobe Bryant's chopper crashed into the side of that mountain. The wife of Kobe Bryant, Vanessa Bryant, she found out, wait a minute, what? What happened was when that helicopter smashed into the mountain and that, you know, sometimes you hear about a helicopter crash, which kind of like, you know, lazily, slowly crashes to the ground and then the rotors go into the ground. This was not that. This was... High speed, we don't know there's a mountainside there, and it smashed into the side of that thing at at a, at like 80, 90, 100 miles an hour, maybe more, obliterated into a million pieces. And so, um, yes, that's it. Now, when the first responders showed up, uh, they got out their phones and started to take pictures of the scene now at this point i don't know if they knew they were taking pictures of uh the remains of kobe bryant and his daughter a lot of people died in this thing. it was just gruesome oh my god um i don't know if that's even been determined i don't know if anybody has said yeah i knew it was kobe and i wanted to take a picture uh so i could disseminate it online or anything like that But um, I think people did take pictures. Why? We don't know. Uh, Maybe just because they had a morbid, they they wanted gross pictures. I I can't figure, I I don't know. I can't get into their heads. But then, um, as it turns out, whether they knew that was Kobe or not remains to be seen. But eventually, they're like, hey, man, hey, gather around, guys. Look at this. Here's, Here's some body parts of Kobe Bryant. And that happened. And so then 
this word gets out to Brian's widow, and then the shit starts rolling downhill fast. And uh, a lawsuit is filed about this. Now, these pictures have never surfaced. Thank God. You know, but I got to be totally honest with you. If I found out that those pictures have surfaced, I am going to look at them. I, I I would do that for no reason other than morbid curiosity. So um, for me to sit here and judge anyone who took those pictures, uh, that would be ridiculously hypocritical because I would look at those. And I don't know what is wrong with me that would do something like that. Now, at the same time, you know all those like horrible beheading videos? I would not look at the, I've never seen one of those. I can't do it. But still image, I'm like, yeah, let's do it. I don't know why. I have no idea why that I think I'm broken. Um, but I think a lot of people are. It's just like, whoa, man, Jesus. Um, also, if there's like somebody who's jumping out of an airplane and the chute doesn't open, okay, but it's from a distance so that when they hit, you don't see like splat. I'd watch that. I'd watch that all damn day. I don't know why. I think I'm uh, again. And but then I don't think you can judge me though because I think everybody does this shit all the time. But you're some of you are just wouldn't want to admit it. So you're probably just going to say, "Oh, you're a sick asshole." Uh, all right, more on this in a second because I just realized that I've got to bring Kyle in here. Maybe we can talk with him about it. Now, the last several times that we've gone to Kyle. It's been an absolute shit show. It's been terrible. So I expect it to be the same thing this time. All right. Let's see here. Two person. Wait. Are you there, buddy? I'm here, though. It worked perfectly. (laughs) <laughs> yeah dude it's fucking i think it's zoom dude i think zoom decides when it wants my headphones to work dude. did you hear the story about kobe bryant that whole uh all those ugly pictures that, that those dudes took no but i just signed in and was listening to you talk about it what 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 the fuck's going on dude? <laughs> so you know after he died these first responders took pictures of body parts now those pictures have never surfaced but um, Kobe Bryant's widow sued and won a bunch of money because they were. She's now it's she proved they proved that her knowing that those pictures may exist somewhere um, caused damage to her emotionally. So that's why she won a large verdict. Her and another parent or loved one involved in that uh, sued with each one sixteen million dollars. And so my. Um, but while I was instead of talking about that, I was focusing on that. If I found out that those pictures were actually available to be looked at, I think I would I would look at that. Oh, for sure. Dude. <laughs> Take the fucking pics, dude. <laughs> you would you would do that too? No, I don't think I would. Well, I mean, I read somebody had posted something about like maybe like that's their job to take the pictures it was you mean it was like medical people right no it was like oh man look at this let's take a picture of this arm 
Yeah, it was like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Better bag people then. <laughs> so you wouldn't, if you saw, like, if you found out today that those pictures were leaked, you wouldn't, you wouldn't even bother looking at them? Oh, I'd look at them for sure. Yeah, I just would take them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, Same that's... thing as, like, uh, like, pi- like pirating music or whatever. Like, you, you, you just can't be the one to, to pi- like, you can download the music, but you can't upload the music. That's how I feel about it. <laughs> Do you remember? So, yeah, you've you've come from a generation where you would just go and get free music when you wanted it, right? Yeah, well, yeah, like I I came around and like, or I was growing up or whatever, and like the tail end of like, uh, what was those fucking sites? Like LimeWire and like yeah. all those fucking sites or whatever. So that was that was a little bit tougher but then when like youtube came out we could just listen to music on youtube so it was no big deal right right you would, yeah i remember downloading those and then there was the organization called the Report, recording institute artists of america started suing random people and like some little old lady <laughs> and like and like her her grandson downloaded a bunch of songs on her computer so they sued her for like 90 million dollars or something like that yeah that's that's nuts i did not know about that yeah that actually happened well, welcome, buddy. How's your week uh, gone since the last time we uh, talked to each other? It's uh, it's been a crazy week, dude. Um, I, I'm like for dumpster divers, I just made some like executive decisions and kind of went over the head of our. We have this dude that run like does our uh, PPC for us, like the uh, Google ads and stuff like that. And he was just kind of sucking, so I was just like, I was like, fuck him, dude. I know what I'm doing. So I just went over his head and just started making changes. So we got real busy this week, dude. It was fucking awesome. Wait a minute. You mean that that it's a dude who helps you get the word out through online sources? Yeah, it's like uh, like he manages the the PPC campaign. I don't know. Fucking um, Emilio signed us up. For, uh, okay. Like a year ago or whatever. So now because uh, we were running it before, but. You know, we, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Finish your thought. Sorry. Yeah, I was just say like we were getting like busier and busier, and like Emilio was like, I was like, he's like, we don't want to deal with it no more. So he like we like outsourced it to this guy, and I'm like, this guy, dude. So, um, right. You know me. I'm like, uh, I like I know stuff, even though I act like I don't. But I'm kind <laughs> of a perfectionist, and I was like, dude, I was like, it's too fucking slow, dude. So I was like, screw that, dude. And I uh, just took over the old uh, campaign and just made a habit. Um, as as we talk to you and uh, and hear that, I can I can make out exactly what you're saying, but there's a slight degree of chop in it. It's kind of like it's coming out like all weirdo and digitized. Is there anything that you're doing that's or because I know you're in the right spot, but for some reason sometimes it doesn't cooperate. Dude, I think it's fucking Zoom, dude. That, I'm telling you, dude. Like, I, like right now, I I clicked on like my internet uh thing, and yeah. it's uh it's a hundred it's a hundred percent. Oh yeah. I think it's fucking Zoom. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Well, um, uh, I'll I'll just keep an ear on it. If it gets too crazy, I'll just I'll just pick up the phone. But I'm just happy. I'm, t- I'm telling you, dude. I'm just gonna start coming to your fucking house Thursdays at 9 a.m. You can, you can. Why not? If you're in the market, if you're in the area, uh, uh, just drop by. Just drop by. Um, yeah, dude. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start doing. I just plug my fucking mic in, dude. We'll just fucking go to town, dude. Hey, uh, I was telling the audience earlier that yesterday it was a pass on the shoulder as I passed a guy at the zipper merge on 196 who was blocking the lane. You motherfucker. Oh, that was sweet, dude. <laughs> 
I had a half mile of smooth sailing, and then I cut off the fucker at the front of the line, and that was it. Dude, you're a fucking. You would survive well in uh, what were those movies called? Um, like not not Thunderdome. What was that movie that fucking Charlize Theron was in like not too long ago? That was like a remake of uh, like a movie from the '80s. Mad Max. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, Mad Max. That's <laughs> you, dude. You'd be you'd be fucking thriving in that world, dude. <laughs> do, do they have do they have zipper merges in Mad Max? No, dude, but they're fucking anarchists, dude. They're just <laughs> driving all over the place, doing whatever the fuck they want. I didn't actually see the movie, but I saw the preview, so that's right, what I, that's enough. what I'm that's what I'm assuming. So, um, in addition to getting after a uh, busy uh, busy day for you there at uh, at good old dumpster divers, uh, what uh, what is on your mind that you want to share with us, Kyle? Dude, um, fucking, I I was trying to look up. There's like nothing funny going on in the world today or this week so fuck that but um i figure based off wait hold on based off the title of your episode you talk about the 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 college debt stuff yeah are you a uh, recipient of that do you have college debt oh i got yeah i got tons of college debt dude what about what about blue does she have college debt uh she did but uh she hers is paid off Okay, so you're gonna that's see. A long, that's a long fucking story. Okay, but it's not. It's not there. So that uh, you, you're gonna lose ten thousand dollars of debt, or maybe twenty thousand if you have Pell grants. Uh, uh, what, what do you, what do you think about that? Um, I mean, <laughs> here's the thing. I was last night, of course. I started reading because you know. Then all of a sudden, Facebook starts blowing up, and this fucking news articles coming out left and right about yeah. you know blah 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 so of course i started reading i uh you know me like i'm as i'm as objective as they come so like i i get it on both sides you know what i mean like both sides make sense um but here's the fucking thing though the factor i don't care if there's like a lot of old people who are all fired up about it you know and they're like oh you, you took the fucking loans out paid the fucking loans back. <laughs> and it's like i get it but like also dude like the like the college loan company they were pretty like we didn't they were pretty predatory, but like not so much on us because we were like, yeah, like we're going to take debt, whatever. Like they were pretty predatory, like on our parents. You know what I mean? But these like, are, yeah, like, but these oh. are, these are federal loans. That's, right. that's right. So you're saying that that seemed predatory? Well, I mean, they're federal loans, but like they are, they are through like companies. You okay. Know what I mean? Like, okay. Not, like, you didn't just like get the loan like straight from the government like it like came through a company gotcha gotcha so the um uh uh-huh like like, i feel bad for like the parents you know what i mean because they like when i was in high school it was like everyone's like yeah you gotta go to college and like your all the parents were like oh you gotta go to college and like but nobody really fucking knew why they're just like oh trust me you gotta fucking go so then like the parents just like kind of forced us but like pushed like i'll go to college and then like we got all like the loans or whatever and like then the parents realize that their kids can't get fucking jobs so then i i I feel bad for the parents because like they got they got pretty duped like the kids we were fucking idiots dude. we didn't know what the fuck we were doing but the parents got pretty bad so i feel bad about that you know to be honest with you uh when i finished high school and went to college i had no idea why why i was even going there 
I had no right. no right. clue whatsoever. And I just I just said, well, I guess this is what you're supposed to do. Because I remember people looking at me saying, you're going to college? Uh, Yeah. Well, that's good, because if you don't, you're a loser. And I'm like, well, wait right, a minute. Right, dude. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, somehow, like, of course, that's how America works. Like, the people with the money kind of control the culture and, like, control what's good and what's bad. But, like, yeah, that's a problem to me if, like, people are just like, oh, yeah, I have to go to college or right. else I'm a loser, dude. And right. It's like, isn't that, like, that's pretty fucked up. <laughs> well, and, uh, you know, as it turns out, I mean, I ended up, uh, I, I, I was so fucked up because I then figured out, that I wanted to do this talk. And I was like, well, fuck, I don't need college for this. And then I got bored of doing this and went back to college for something entirely different, blew a whole bunch of money and then didn't even use the fucking thing. So, I mean, uh, Jesus, it's a fortune. It was a fortune's worth of money. And you know, all things considered, I have never, it's just, I basically took a pile of, of dollar bills, $100,000 $100,000 and lit it on fire. That's what I did, essentially. Dude, that's, that's, that's crazy. I know, like, to me, like, the whole thing seems um, from the, like, the loan side of it, like, the loan providers or the servicers or whatever you call them, like, or the companies or the marketing companies that did it, it seems, like, very irresponsible because <laughs> they're just like, oh, yeah, it'll be totally, like, this is the logic, how I see it in my head, like, Oh, it'll be fucking cool, dude. Like you'll get out of college and you'll there's you'll totally get a job. Right. And then in a little while you'll be fucking rich, dude. And then like millions upon millions of kids went to college and then like they're like, Oh fuck, dude, there's there's not that many jobs. Right, right. <laughs> and not like none like none of you are gonna get fucking rich. So um no, I, I, I will say like for people who um are maybe not the smartest people in the world, but they went to college. Zaniacs. Smart enough to get a good job. <laughs> um, you know, like people who are making like shit money, like I do think it's going to be great for them. You know what I mean? Because like, like, the, like the way that like the payments will be set up and like the loan forgiveness after so many years or whatever, like it's going to save some people's fucking asses. That's for sure. Uh, the only people that should go to college are like doctors, accountants, lawyers, uh, I mean, when you hear about, yeah, I got a marketing degree. Oh, man, I got a business administration degree. What the fuck? What? You know, yeah. I, 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 seriously. Oh, gosh, uh, and, and Megan brings up a, a, a great point. She talks about uh, trades are where it's at. They're hurting for skilled laborers, and there's so much money. I mean, you get young 21-year-old guy who's, who's learning on the job, and he's making $70,000 a year. Holy shit. Right, dude. Uh, I know that's that's what I'm saying. Like that, like that. Sh- like my 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 buddy Bruce. Like that's what he did, and like he's all the better for it. But like that's what I'm saying, dude. Like those jobs have always been good, or like they've always been there. But like something happened where like like a like a mass brainwashing took place, and it was like you gotta fucking you gotta go to college. You know what I mean? Yes, I know exactly what you mean, and I think that more people should not go to college. I'll just say that. But that, you know, when it comes to the whole um, loan thing, you've got a lot of people who, like, for example, uh, two two people, two stories. One kid goes to college. The other one uh, learns a trade. 
And then he learns it enough that he's opening up his own business and he takes a loan out to open up his own business, his own welding business or whatever the hell it is. And he's looking at this brat who just got $10,000 and he didn't get shit. And all he did was didn't take on any, on any, on any debt, learned a trade and opened up his own business. You know what I mean? That, and that's happened. That's, that's a real thing. That's a scenario. Yeah. But here's, here, here's the fucking thing though. These scenarios I feel like are like filtered into society, probably by the fucking like loan providers because they want like the people to be mad at each other instead of being mad at either the loan providers or the government. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, don't get mad at us for making the decision. Get mad at each fucking get mad at each other and start killing each other too. You know what I mean? Right on, right on. Uh, It's like, come on, dude. uh, Okay, anything else on your mind you want to touch on? It's my it, my connection's really shitty, isn't it? No, it's not bad. But I just I want to. I mean, if there's anything else that was on your brain, you want to talk about the lions or anything else? That's uh, it's actually not bad, dude. I do. Um, I just want to remind everybody fucking out there, dude. When the Lions games are on, tune into the fucking Chibian show, dude, because we're gonna be live broadcasting those fucking games, and we're gonna be um, commentating it. And if you want to watch the Lions game, good. Watch it with fucking uh, the Chibians. There you go. If you want to, pumped about that. If you want to watch the Lions game, good as you say. Okay. <laughs> yeah, watch that Lions game, good. <laughs> All right, really good. Well, I love you. Thank you. Okay. All right, love you guys. See ya. Peace, Kyle from Dumpster Divers. Call him up, dumpsterdiversllc.com. Awesome. Very good. And uh, always a good time talking to Kyle. All right. End meeting for all. There he goes. All right. Uh, Linda says you should broadcast during hard knocks with insightful commentary. That's not a bad idea. I have to watch that latest episode. Holy shit. Oh, man. Just I cannot get enough of that show. Man, if they, after that, after watching that show, if they... Uh, go in the tank again early, like started out 0 and 4 or something like that. Oh my God! Oh Jesus! I don't know if I can take it. New episode today? Oh, I thought it was like Monday or Tuesday. I thought it already dropped. All right, that's good. I haven't missed anything. Okay, thank you to Kyle uh, from Dumpster Divers for taking the time today. He is fantastic. Very good. Uh, more on the whole student loan debt relief thing. Uh, I'll talk about that in a second. T-shirts are available on my website, ericzaneshow.com. Thank you to my beloved cousin, Julie's uh, husband, Bruce, who I, I just he just sent me a picture. He bought a T-shirt. Thank you, man. I, pre- I didn't know that logo was so big. It's a big-ass logo. It's just a standard Eric Zane Show logo tee. Thank you, Bruce. T-shirts at ericzaneshow.com. You got racing this weekend at Berlin Raceway. BerlinRaceway.com is where you get those tickets. You got the World of Outlaw showing up for a weekend of racing on Saturday night. Uh, you know, and yeah, I want you to get those tickets. They're just 12 bucks a pop at Berlin. I got a post today to give away free tickets. That is me announce a reminder for myself. Um, so 12 bucks a pop. Kids, 
15 and under free. Parking is free. Bring a cooler. You're going to have a great time at Berlin Raceway. Online at berlinraceway.com. Weather looking good. All set. Uh, Yesterday, last week, my God, we were so lucky because there was rain moving through the area, and we managed to get it in. It was a great show at Berlin Raceway. I really enjoy going there. I wish I could go there every weekend. I always got something going on. So I want you to go. Berlinraceway.com. Get tickets and bring the family it is a super affordable family fun event. You might want to bring ear protection. I didn't, but for those young ones especially. Um, Kent County Health Department, again, thank you so much for being on board with the show. AccessKent.com. If you need more information on the WIC program, uh, if you're having trouble getting food on the table, that is something that you should take advantage of. Immunizations for your little one, uh, little ones you can get at uh, for little or no cost. Uh, but you're talking about measles, mumps, rubella, whooping cough, pertussis, meningitis, on and on, all those. Uh, your kids should be immunized as uh, they are in the school system. And uh, personal health services, you might need an HIV test. I know this is all awkward stuff to talk about, but that's what they focus on. And they want me to uh, make you aware that August is, of course, uh, Breastfeeding Awareness Month and the importance of breastfeeding a newborn for those critical months and time after a uh, a birth, of course. Uh, if you need more information, go to accesskent.com slash health. So, okay, let me um, go back to the Kobe Bryant thing because there's there's a little bit more to it. Um, wow, what a, what a ridiculous thing. The fact that, so then Mrs. Bryant finds out this is a tough-ass lady right here. I'll give her a lot of credit. She's the one who, when, uh, you know, Kobe had the big affair thing way back in the day, uh, they managed to work it out and fix the marriage somehow. I give people a lot of credit when I hear about those things. She was one of those. Um, so there you go. And uh, then having to suffer now with the loss of a daughter and her husband, uh, and then she finds out that, some of the assholes uh, that were the first responders, somebody started shooting pictures. And then as it goes, at uh, by the time this started to make the rounds, the story, um, those pictures were kind of circulating. And they were being shared and airdropped. They, there are people that haven't been identified who have those pictures right now. Jurors listened to 11 days' worth of graphic testimony. Witnesses during the trial included a deputy who said he he showed images from the scene while uh, uh, sidled up at the bar. Hey, guys, look at this. Here's Kobe's arm. Another deputy who said he shared photos while playing a video game. So I can't figure out if he, like, uh, loaded him, like, on the screen while he was playing or... Or what? Or maybe he held him up to a camera. Maybe that was it. A deputy who sent dozens of photos to someone he didn't know. What? And a fire official who showed the images to other personnel during an awards ceremony cocktail hour. I would have done the same thing if I had those pictures. I'm just being honest with you. I would have done all of the things that these idiots would have done. But I'm an idiot. I wouldn't have thought twice about it. I wouldn't have thought for a second that 
anything bad could have come of this. They may not have known that anything bad could have come of this, and let's be honest here. Uh, something as remarkable of a, of a find as that, that's a bad word for it, uh, uh, the, the morbid curiosity would be so strong, you wouldn't be able to resist looking at it or sharing it. It's just the way we're, uh, some people are wired. Not everyone. Not everyone. Some of you uh, would not do that. Uh, I'm admitting to you that I would. In September 2020, California Governor Gavin Newsom signed an invasion of privacy bill called the Kobe Bryant Act that makes it illegal for first responders to share photos of a dead person at a crime scene. So I guess what they were doing wasn't anything illegal at the time, but civil suit, you have different uh, parameters to prove um, that you've done something wrong or someone's done something wrong. The misdemeanor crime is punishable by up to $1,000 per violation. Well, that, that, that sounds to me like Gavin Newsom uh, jumped on the bandwagon to kind of make a grandstanding bullshit law over something like this. I have signed an invasion of privacy bill. I'm calling it the Kobe Bryant Act. If you want to make a bill that is a law and you really want to do something, you know, $1,000 per violation, that isn't a big deal. It should be like a million dollars per violation or, you know, you get shot. I mean, this is stupid. Uh, Coincidentally, Los Angeles named Wednesday, August 24th as Kobe Bryant Day to honor uh, the Lakers star stars two jersey numbers, 8 and 24, that he wore during his NBA career. The defense wanted to separate emotions from legality. Deliberations on Wednesday argued that the trial is a, quote, pictures case with no pictures. Good point. Noting that the gruesome photos of human remains have never actually been seen by the public or even the plaintiffs. So basically, she was awarded $16 million because of the knowledge that they may exist. I would say they probably do. No pictures is good. No pictures means no public dissemination, no risk of other people making mistakes. The uh, county attorney said in closing arguments of the trial uh, representing the defense. Uh, In an emotional rebuttal, the lawyer for uh, Kobe Bryant's uh, widow uh, argued Wednesday the actions of the county in taking such photos were reckless and and inhumane and caused emotional distress. A jury agreed. Um, So that's basically it. There's more to it. I'll link it up. $16 million. This seems to me like this is something that at some point you would hear like uh, Mrs. Bryant gives the money away to uh, something important to them. I mean, that's that's where I'm guessing. I would assume it would. Um, but we don't know. It doesn't say. I mean, can you imagine... If she doesn't, if she, if she, if she just pockets the money and just spends it on shit, I mean, she could, she could do that. 
Does anyone ever pay up in lawsuits like this? I look no further than O.J. Simpson. O.J. Simpson lost a civil suit um, to the Goldman family. I remember it. Uh, the dad, Fred, come out with his Raleigh Fingers mustache out of the courthouse. He's like, yes, we did it. We did it. We won. And he hasn't seen a penny. And the juice, hey, Twitter world. Fuck Fred Goldman. I'm not paying him a dime. And I like how the juice is always like talking about fantasy football and shit and college. Hello, Twitter world. Wisconsin's running game is thunder and lightning. Oh, gee, I tell you what, I think they're going to move up in the polls. Everybody's like, come on, tell us you killed Ron. Hey, Twitter world. Josh Allen, he's some kind of QB. He's leading my fantasy team. Is yours truly? Hey, Twitter world, yours truly here. And I just want to say, I, I got, it's all my football references I can do. I should shut up. I got to quit when I, well, while I'm ahead. All right. Student loans. Back to what I was talking about with Kyle. The student loan plan wiping out the debt of millions of borrowers. And we know we talked about this yesterday. It was anticipated it was coming. So if you earn $124,999.99, um, you're eligible. I wonder if there's someone who actually has $125,000 on the button on a tax form. On the button. I, that person needs to shoot a video. Needs to make a TikTok video or something. Because everyone's going to watch that. And then maybe with enough views, they'll get some money out of this. That would be incredible. Uh, the plan eliminates up to $10,000 in federal loan debt. For individual borrower, bow, there I go again. I can't say the word. Borrow, 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 borrowers. That is a tough word for your old pal Eric to say. Or couples who earn less than two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Many borrowers will be eligible for total forgiveness of up to twenty thousand dollars if they receive Pell grants, a form of federal financial aid awarded to students from low-income households. This has never been done before. So you, the taxpayer, you know who's got, who this is going to piss off most is like there's a guy who owns a business not far from here. Um, it's actually a lady. It's, um, it's a uh, uh, auto parts place. Where, uh, what's it called? Pete's Auto Parts. I've been in there trying to get them to get up, sign up on the podcast. And, um, and the, you can tell they, they hate Democrats. Because they put a sign up it says, no, Mr. Biden, I did not need a loan for this business. I paid for it myself or something like that. And that's always up there. That's been up there well before this story. That guy who owns that place, his tax dollars, it might be a woman who owns it. I think it is actually. <coughs> Her tax dollars are going to help pay <laughs> all these fuckers who have student loan debts. That has to piss you off. I mean... It's my money. It's your money. Uh, I 
I just wish Biden would have not. There's so much more good that can be done with this. You know, does it suck if you have student loan debt? Yes. Are you young and do you have the ability to earn it and work for something and establish and feel good about yourself and have some pride if you pay off your debt? Absolutely. Think about this. Let's say you've got $10,000 in student loan debt and you've got your job paying you $55,000 a year and you're like, man, I don't want that to eat into my bottom line of the $55,000 I earn from whatever I do for a living. I'm going to do DoorDash on the weekends until this is paid off. And you pay it off. You know how great of a feeling that would be? That would be fantastic. Okay? I don't know. Maybe it sounds old-fashioned, and that isn't the way the world works these uh, these days, but I think it's kind of great. And then, just maybe, if you then say, you know what, I've now paid off that debt, but, you know, I could use the $10,000 extra money in my pocket every year from doing this DoorDash thing. I think, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to uh, keep doing that and save up for when I get old. I'm going to put that into a retirement account or a mutual fund. And I'm going to do that for, I don't know, however long I can, you know, until uh, until I can maybe earn money through my regular job and then throw that in there. You see what I'm saying? It's teaching you that you can do this. You know, you can actually retire as a very wealthy woman or man if you go about doing it that way. I heard one person say on this story, well, okay, Um, And there's some people that are saying that this could actually have a negative effect on the economy. But there are 43 million Americans right now who will have zero debt, student loan debt. You know, they don't have more than $10,000 in debt. So 43 million Americans who will have zero. And um, I take it back. Uh, There are 43 million people in the U.S. who hold a total of $1.6 trillion in student loan debt. So uh, a high percentage, though, of that number will have no debt. And the government is saying, well, we're hoping that they take that money and then save it. No one's going to do that. They're going to take the fact that they have extra money in their pocket, and very quickly they're going to start to spend it, and they're going to get used to living like that. Very few people are actually going to go, you know what? Instead of um, the money that I was uh, paid, like if you're writing a check for however many dollars a month towards a student loan, um, do you think those people are going to go, well, now I'm, I can take that money I was putting towards my student loan and pay off my credit card each more each month, pay off, pay off the principal on my credit card, pay off more on the principal on my car loan, pay off more of the principal on my mortgage? No, they won't do that. No one's going to do that. There won't be one American who actually snowballs uh, that over to the next thing that they owe money on. It's not going to happen. That's not our nature. Paul says, I'm just going to play more paintball now. But seriously, we'll be saving more now because of it. Good for you. Cole says, they're too stupid to save it. They're going to buy more flavored vape each month. Uh, Maureen says, I just paid tuition bill for my son. He's got to be paying it back to the bank of mom and dad. Oh, oh no. Holy crap. All right. Uh, and then, like I indicated, is um, 
the whole idea of, you know, Joe Blow tradesman. Hold on a second. Hey, do you mind? Just stop it. Daisy. Um, what's in it for them? I don't think that's fair to do that. Why would the guy who works his ass off since he graduated high school became a skilled electrician, welder, builder, plumber, um, and someone, and and or, or just in, is in manufacturing in general? The backbone of the entire country. Why would, why do they get nothing? That is that is not fair. You should have taken the money that you had earmarked for all this debt and dispersed it even thinner over the rest of the country or something like that. Um, I don't know. Or, all right, go ahead and take Pocahontas' advice and make it $50,000, but not just for the students. That's not fair. Jesse says, but the tradesmen don't have student debt and still make great money. Are you telling me that if someone makes $125,000, they're not making great money? There's a lot of people that really benefit from this that don't deserve it. And um, it's not their fault. They didn't do anything wrong. They didn't do anything wrong by not going to college. They're, They're actually being punished for not going to college. I say nobody, if I if Biden were smart, and this is what I talked about yesterday, if Biden were smart and Pocahontas says, yeah, you know, you got to release, uh, Bernie says, oh, debt relief. Uh, no, but I will take the money in this theoretical scenario and earmark it towards programs that you uh, uh, liberal Democrats want to spend it on. So go back to your constituents and come up with some programs that need to be funded. Entitlements, if you will. I'll tell you what, I'll meet you halfway. They don't get any debt relief, but I will take their money, and instead of just absolving it into the air, I will help you fund your programs. So go to your constituents, do your work, find out what they need, and it could be the usual things, uh, uh, women's shelters, homeless, uh, poor, drug addiction. Figure that shit out. I will help you fund it. But no, that money is still coming in from those people. They are able to work. They can have jobs. They aren't uh, 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 unable to support themselves, and they're young. So fuck them. Get the money, and I'll use it for whatever the fuck you want. But no, I'm not just going to make money disappear into thin air. That's bullshit. That's ridiculous. Kyle, who we just had on, writes, LOL, fairness doesn't matter. Don't be angry with the person who went to college. Be angry with the powerful elite for deciding that the way to make this happen is to steal from Paul to pay Peter instead of giving up some of their billions to the balance sheet. There you go. Thank you, Kyle. We love you. Um, All right. Jesse writes, what about the $2 trillion the Republicans gave big corporations and tax cuts 
that they never passed on to the employee like they were supposed to. Also shitty. But don't play whataboutism with me. We're talking about a specific issue right here. So I that's one of the things I hate about having these discussions. Well, what about, what about, hey, hey, one thing at a time. Remember, I'm running for president. So no, first thing I do, no, okay, take your guns. Second thing, uh, forget it. No way. That money is going to uh, worthy causes as opposed to just disappearing. It says you are literally doing whataboutism with the trade people. Yeah, but that's a good whataboutism. <laughs> that's the one I came up with, so it's okay. <laughs> All right. And then there's also a good point Linda makes. Be angry with the high price of education for a substandard product. Well, I don't know. The product's pretty good, but you're right. It is overpriced. <clears throat> All right. Mitch says, you dick. I know. Are you running as Eric Zaitunian or Eric Zane? I don't know. Probably Eric Zane. I think there's a law that it's like I know a guy who was a radio guy in Florida, and he just ran for public office, okay? And he lost. He came in third place for whatever he was running for. But he had to quit his radio job in order to try to run. So I wonder if that is this, if that holds true for a podcast. I don't know that it does. Maybe one day it will, but I don't know that that is a thing, where if I decide, when I do run for president, can you imagine, though, I mean, because honestly, at 52 years old, I think I would have, don't you have to start like small, like local drain commissioner? I don't know if I could handle that because I'd be 99 years old when I run for president. It would take that long. I think I could start. I think I could start with a state representative. Start with that. Kenny comments, you couldn't even finish a book. You're not running for office. Hey, I'm toying with the idea of running for office. How much work? That that would be the first question. It, let's say there's a groundswell of like momentum. Somehow, it's uh, you you can do research and determine that if I did run in a whatever district under whatever party, I would probably run independent. I would win. Okay. And I knew that. Would I do that? My first question would be, how much work is involved? What what is what what is the job description? What does it involve? Like you know, banging on doors and having meetings? Because I don't know if I would do that well. I don't know if that would be the a good job. Uh, to for your old pal Eric saying. Josh says, imagine how great the smear campaigns will be for and against. Oh, the, everybody, you, whoever my opponent would be, would just be looking at old shows and say, he just said he hates Jews or something like that, uh, which I don't. But that, of course, at one point I'll have said it. And say, he hates Jews. He wants to kill babies. 
He ate a dog. Cole says, you get my vote, Zane. You couldn't possibly do any worse than anybody in office right now. No, that is not true. I could absolutely do worse. All right. My God, what is going on with this show? I have lost the ability to actually watch the time. It's just too much fun. Okay. Uh, I do cameos, and they are cheap, and they are fun. I haven't done one in some time. Cameo.com slash Eric Zane. The cameo cheddar has obviously taken a hit from uh, losing my handful of the group formerly known as Zaniacs. Cameo.com slash Eric Zane if you want to see me in action. Um, You can hire me from your desktop. Or your uh, phone through the app. It's all good. Just 15 bucks. It's a lot of fun. Anybody needs a roasting, hire me on Cameo. Cameo.com slash Eric Zane. Thank you to Blue Frost IT. They just repaired Madison's laptop. Um, she's going back to school. She's, Dad, this thing's slow. Of course, uh, the folks from Blue Frost took a look at it. They go, yeah, this thing's great. What do you mean? Yeah, it's actually pretty good. I'm running some diagnostics on it. Still going to cost you the hour of time, but... Uh, uh, there's not a lot wrong with this. I think she's got slow internet. Oh my God. Of course, story of my life. Uh, thank you to blue frost it though. If you need uh, something like that, a quick fix for a piece of equipment, you can reach out to them. 616-285-50 or find them online. Bluefrostit.com, or something a little bit more elaborate, like a small or medium sized business that needs an equipment upgrade. You sit down with the pros from blue frost it and they'll, uh, after you talk with them, let you know uh, wh- what you do in your business. Let you kn- let him know, Alan, what you do in your business. He will then be able to formulate what type of equipment you need based on his expertise. And the next thing you know, he's setting up your new equipment. Blue Frost. Uh, you hear my voice crack there? Blue. Blue Frost IT. Uh, online at bluefrostit.com. Full House Comedy. Check them out. And go see a comedy show. I haven't looked in a while, so I don't know who's in town this weekend. Okay. Let's see here. Oh, my God. Jesus. J.B. Ball is in town. J.B. Ball is hilarious, and he's going to be at the listening room Friday He's got a show at 7.30. Saturday, two shows at the listening room. So there you go. Brett Ernst in the following week. That's going to be great. You got Rob Schneider from SNL fame is going to be here on uh, Wednesday night, September 7th. And uh, for a list of all the shows in the upcoming weeks and months, go to fullhousecomedy.com. Okay. The um, you remember the uh, the horrible thing three months ago to the day. Nothing like bouncing around on fun topics and talking about running for president and then uh, continuing on and talking about something horrible. Before I get to that, Kyle from Dumpster Divers says, "Exang, <laughs> hey, fuck ass bad. I'll be your running mate. Uh, with your thousands and thousands of listeners in my two hundred, I think we will have the reach to win." 
My primary job will be to tell people to chill out and that I don't fucking care about any topic. We wouldn't work together because of the zipper merge. I would say my running mate, Kyle, my running mate, Kyle, is a, is a dipshit. He does not believe in the zipper merge. If you vote for me, we're going to have to throw him out as my running mate because he does not believe in the zipper merge. Audio, check. Video, check. Um, the asshole uh, chief of police in Uvalde, Texas, is finally, finally out of a job. You know, after he single-handedly assisted that mass murderer in killing a bunch of kids and school teachers. He had fought hard to keep his job. I mean, honestly, the fact that, um, I mean, if that were me and I, and, and I had, I mean, how can you ever like pick up the pieces and not be like, so, uh, um, full of sorrow that you don't like throw yourself out of a building or hang yourself or, or step down at the very least. I mean, think about the guilt involved if by uh, your negligence um, all these families are destroyed. Yet that's what he hung on to. Yes, I should be the uh, chief of police here. I, I, I have a lot to offer. I have a lot to offer the community. My God. Breaking news tonight out of Uvalde, Texas. Priscilla Thompson has late details about the fight over the fate of the school police chief whose response to the school shooting has come under heavy scrutiny. To our families. Tonight, embattled Uvalde School District Police Chief Pete Arredondo has been fired. After intense public debate, the school board... Look at that. A guy's holding a sign that says prosecute. They they think he's negligible. His, he, he's negligent in the deaths of them. he It's a criminal thing they want. And I don't blame them. ...made official what some parents... That sign, if you did not do your job, give up your badge? Of course. No-brainer. ...demanding for months. Turn in your badge and step down. You don't deserve to wear one. Oh, my God. This dude is being put on blast by a child. Turn in your badge and step down. If you can you imagine being a, an adult and you're just getting roasted by a kid? If a kid says, uh, uh, "Turn in your badge and step down. You don't deserve to wear one." I'm like, "You're right. I don't. I'm so sorry." And then you just go and you know, fucking uh, Brooks was here. Tie tie that rope around your neck and goodbye. That's the end of it. Once. Turn in your badge and step down. Oh. You don't Arredondo had been on administrative leave after the May 24th shooting at Robb Elementary that took the lives of 19 children and two teachers. The shooter locked himself in two adjoining classrooms with the victims. 376 law enforcement officers were dispatched to the scene. Uh, That's the chief saying these keys do not open the door. Remember that one part, that door that they were at trying to get in? This idiot, this is how stupid this asshole was. He's putting keys in. Maybe this one. 
oh, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. The door wasn't unlocked. They determined in the investigation that all he had to do was turn the handle. There's hundreds of cops outside going, hey, Pete, what do we do? Oh, I don't know. I'm not the commanding officer. He, he was. And then he goes, so, well, we got these keys. N- none of the keys work. Doesn't matter. Doors fucking open. Guys in there killing kids. And he, they've got all the weaponry. And then he's like, oh, well, we didn't have the right size guns. Uh, all of that uh, uh, a video proved that they've got riot shields. They've got they got everything. They've got fucking all the weaponry they needed to kill the kill the bad guy. And it, it was just a horrible uh, failure all the way around. But authorities didn't break through the door and engage the shooter for 77 minutes. That long gap drawing intense scrutiny. The Texas legislature releasing a fact-finding report this summer, faulting the police response for egregiously poor decision-making, adding the officers failed to prioritize saving the lives of innocent victims over their own safety. It's not satisfactory. He should be held responsible for what happened. Vincent Salazar's granddaughter, Layla, oh my would be God. starting fifth grade. She was the baby of the family, and now we, we lost her. Lost her because people uh-huh. didn't do their job. Chief Arredondo refused to attend tonight's vote. His attorney wrote a, a statement. What a gutless twat. He, didn't, he wasn't even there when that kid said, turn in your badge accusing the board of violating Arredondo's constitutional right to due process and calling for his immediate reinstatement. Oh, yeah, whatever. Now tonight with Joshua Johnson. That's not going to happen. How do, uh, how do you expect to ever get anything uh, done? Okay, me, because can you uh, imagine if, let's say, um, they he is reinstated. Because he's, he's out now, but if if by through some weird set of circumstances he does get reinstated and he sits down and says, hey, uh, so anyway, uh, I've been gone. Uh, what's been going on? Uh, business as usual. Let's get back to work. Oh, my God. Shit. Uh, Jesse says you have to be some kind of special idiot or person to be able to take those insults and not quit. Um, my God. Paul says, this is why people like firefighters more. (laughs) Uh, Adam says all of that video of that horrible sequence, very tough to watch. Yes, it is. Um, just hideous. Um, Kenny says, I still wish those cops at the school would have decided themselves to uh, bum rush the guy instead of following orders. Yeah, I would have had no problem. If Eridan will say, no, we don't go in. And one of them just says, well, fuck you. And then uh, shoots him like Marvin in the back of the car with Jules driving. And then says, all right, fuck him. He's dead. Let's go in and save these kids. But no. My God. Jesse says, I need my job to pay for my gambling and alcohol addiction. Since when did they add take public criticism from eight-year-olds to my job description? Oh. Adam says, my son is lucky enough to start the fifth grade on Monday. You know, I just want a year in the United States of zero school shootings. Zero. But we all know that 
no matter where you're listening right now to the audio podcast later on or to the live podcast, that will not happen this year. And that is fucking nuts. Insane to me. Okay. Let's end on a light note. Uh, For quite some time now, we have had scenarios where people are deciding to identify as something. Okay. You're born a girl. You don't feel like you're a girl. You feel like you're a boy. You're not comfortable being a girl. I have decided I am a boy. That is a thing. And that is such a thing that I don't know how wise it is to uh, look anybody in the face and say, yeah, I don't believe that shit. That can, you can get in big ass trouble for that shit. I have taken an approach where um, I would probably say that there was a time when I was like, well, I don't believe that. You're, if you say you're a girl, I mean, if you're born a girl, you are a girl. I don't feel that way now. I feel that people who born a girl and they want to become a boy and then they're like, okay, so some people then go ahead and they have procedures done. They take hormones, maybe have their breasts uh, removed or uh, you get a, a surgery to actually make a ding dong. And that's a very real surgery. Now, I don't know what goes into it. And I honestly, if you're in the market for a ding dong, if you're a lady and you born a lady and you want to be a boy and you, that's it, you're going to take the required therapies, hormone therapies, and you're going to have a physician make you a ding dong. I think that, I don't know if that's perfected yet. I think that they there's going to be some rich doctor someday who comes up with a way to make a perfect ding-dong. And until then, you're going to get doctors who are making poverty ding-dongs that don't, they're kind of all right, but not the best. That's a tough line of work, to be honest with you. So I'm guessing that it's improving a lot. Like if you were to look at the very first ding dong ever crafted by a doc and compare it to the most recent one, 10 out of 10 are going to say that's a better ding dong, the most recent ding dong than the first. The guy who made the prototype ding dong, the woman, whoever it was, you know it's on a person who's like, can you believe this? Look at this thing. This is This is stupid. It looks like, you know, when you would get a balloon and you blow it up and let the air out of it like 300 times, it looks like that. They have made serious inroads in uh, ding dong creation, but I'm going somewhere with this. I 100% believe that that is legitimate. If anyone, I know people, I know transgender people, and I've actually... I, I talked to you about a guy I know in Nashville who revealed to me some time ago that it's not Kenny, he's not around, that um, he's trans, he's gonna, he wants to be a woman. And uh, I know him pretty well. And I go, can I just ask you a bunch of frank questions that, since I know you well enough, 
that are just rude. And he goes, oh, yeah, I love those. And uh, I, th- I think I might have covered this with you. I can't recall if I did. It's kind of interesting. Um, let me see. Now I'm searching for the name. Oh, I had it. No, I don't have it ready to go. It's going to be too much of a uh, struggle to get it, and I don't have the time. But, you know, I go, how does this, tell me what what goes on in your brain. He goes, well, it's a tortured existence for however many years I've been alive in his late 40s. I've been, since I was a child, I've been so uncomfortable, and I hate my body. I want nothing more than to have the body of a woman, and I'm going to get that one day. And I go, well, why don't you? And he says, fear, fear of being ostracized and rejected. I go, oh, okay. I go, well, you're married. He goes, yeah. I go, you have children? Yeah. I go, are they aware of this? He goes, yeah. They've always been aware of it. I go, so you've always been, he goes, yeah, I've always been very transparent. And uh, I go, well, what does your, what does your wife think about this? And he says, she loves it. She's accepting of me. I would then be married to her as a woman. I go, oh my God, this is incredible. I go, this would be a TV show. I mean, I would watch that. It probably already is. Okay, so that's where I stand on that. Some of you don't. I get that. And right now, if I look at the comments, I'm going to see the usual fucking thing. I, no, born a woman, stay a woman. Born a guy, stay. Hey, look, all I'll tell you is this. I, you, haven't walked a step in their shoes. And so we do not have the authority to weigh in. They feel that way? They feel that way. Not hurting you. Keep your mouth shut. Keep your head down. Don't make them feel bad. It's bad enough for them. Think about that. That has nothing to do with what I'm talking about right now. There are people, there's a young lady in Australia, goes to a school and said, I want to, I am identifying as a cat and I will only communicate with cat-like behavior. So, you know, if she gets like a good grade and says, hey, uh, here's your assignment. You just got an A. She's going to purr and, and rub up against the teacher. I am not exaggerating at all any in any of this. <laughs> the young lady is identifying as a cat, and this private school she attends does allow her to be nonverbal and act cat. So long as it doesn't become a distraction to the other students. Well, okay. Now you would think, well, then how is it not going to be a distraction? This is a special school. And there's, um, uh, I'll get to that. It says, uh, while the school didn't confirm the specifics, they did explain in a statement that some of their students, which means all of them, display a range of issues from mental health, anxiety, or identity issues. So you have 
a special school where, you know, when in Rome. So, you you know, you, you might have in one seat kids going meow. The next seat, the kid's shitting in his hand. Uh, the next seat, the kid's acting like a chicken. And everyone's like, ah, it's cool. So, hey, uh, Billy, come up to the board and uh, work out this math problem. Okay, here, grab the erase the uh, dry erase marker. Oh, no, I don't need it. I got my own. <laughs> he starts smearing out the answer on the dry erase board. They're like, ah, that, that's cool. You be you. We love you. So they're like very accommodating at the school, you know? It's like a quirky weirdo. Uh, uh, every kid's got an issue. I mean, no, I'll be honest with you. If I'm a if I'm a teacher, that's the school you that you really want to work in because that's exciting. Yeah, imagine uh, you got run of the mill student or teacher who you know is is there just teaching the lessons and uh, whatever doing regular stuff. Or you could be this teacher who has to communicate in cat and talk to kid with shit in his hand. I mean, you got a a, a a podcast right there. You can do a whole show on every day's adventure. Oh, my God, I love that. Our approach at the school is always unique to the student, and we will take into account professional advice and the well-being of the student. Now, when I went to school in the 1970s, in Mr. Wickersham's class, if some kid started to act like a cat, Mr. Wickersham was a drill sergeant in Vietnam. He's going to punch you in the stomach. And I'll never forget it because I was in Miss Nichols' class in sixth grade. And the wall between the classrooms is uh, one of those accordion dividers that you can open and close to make either one super room or partition off the rooms. Uh, attached only by a runner on the ceiling. The bottom is freestanding. So it's very heavy, soundproof, but not attached at the bottom. And you know what makes those move? A sixth-grade body that Mr. Wickersham would throw into when you sneezed. If you did that shit in Wickersham's class and started licking your paw and rubbing your eye, you're dead. And that's how we handled kids. That's how kids were handled in seventh grade. You know, we're lining up for um, we're lining up for recess, and Mr. Wickersham's like, "All right, you guys, get out there and have a good time playing smear the queer. We'll catch you back here." You know, um, I re- I remember there were moments when we would play a game, which I've talked about this before. We would play smear the queer dodgeball. Or, I'm just being honest with you, N-word pile. And you don't want to be on the bottom of N-word pile. And we'd yell it out while we're doing it. And all the parents who watch the recess, they don't care. And then someone would get an arm broken and Wickersham would be like, all right, guys, we got it. No more n He'd say it. No more N-word pile out there on the schoolyard. We're like, okay, yeah, no problem. I mean, that's those are words you used. Um, it was a fucking shit show. Nowadays, everything's different, and it's. I'm glad it is. I believe me. I'm not. Let's go back to the old days. We need schools like this because if you don't take care of kids like this who have 
whatever it is is bugging them or issues or they you you don't facilitate them they end up killing themselves anyway so you want to I mean, you never know who's going to be the next uh, uh, scientist or because just because you didn't let the kid act like a cat, she couldn't blossom into the wonderful human being that she's going to become one day, and then that's it, you know? Anyway, the school says that the, the young lady is phenomenally bright, And a source close to her family explained no one seems to have a protocol for students that identify as animals. I know that sounds ridiculous, but we we all have to wrap our minds around this. This is the way people are these days. And you either get on board now or you're going to be labeled a bigot. Okay? You don't want that. They're going to show up at your house with pitchforks and tiki torches and cast you out. You got to get on board with the way the world is thinking these days. Uh, The approach has been that if it doesn't disrupt the school, everyone is being supportive. Uh, There might need to be protocols put in place, uh, though, as more and more students are doing this. They're identifying as animals. Elsewhere in Australia, four girls have started walking on all fours and cutting holes in their clothes to make room for their tails. While the school where it's happening denies the claims, one parent said a girl screamed at one of her classmates for sitting on her tail. Man, that's a school I want to be in. Holy shit. I love every second of that. Mm. Wow. Well... I'm not sure how all of you feel about that. Some of you may not be ready to move into that territory, but just know it's not hurting you. Everything's going to be okay. Uh, Yesterday, I forgot the asshole of the day. Uh, It was me for forgetting the asshole of the day. Before I get to that, though, and if you have any nominations, because I oftentimes have to review what I talked about to even remember. Uh, That's the dementia. You can leave it uh, in the comments of the chat. Uh, If you want to advertise on this show, I'd love to put you in front of uh, my audience each and every day. Drop me a line on the Shoreliners striping inbox, eric at ericzancho.com, and I'll tell you how it works. Don't forget Ben and Eric tonight on the Patreon. I have a mortgage professional I'd like you to call upon if you need a mortgage or money from your existing home. Uh, it's the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. 231-332-6505. That's how you reach Mario. Uh, he can get you a mortgage no matter what state you're in. The exceptions, though, are South Carolina, Maine, Alaska, and Hawaii. Maybe you need money out of your home to pay bills. Okay. Uh, maybe you're going to take that extra $10,000 and get the money out of your home and start a business. I don't know. Pay off some high-interest credit cards. Mario can help. Reach out to him. If you have uh, an easy time getting a mortgage, obviously that's going to be very easy for you. If you have a difficult time getting a mortgage, let Ma- put Mario to work. He uh, turns no one away. Not all mortgage people are created equal. 
You know, some people just want the big, the big money mortgages because they get a higher commission. Mario realizes that you can't operate that way. He wants everyone to reach out to him. 231-332-6505. Thank you, as always. Bringing up the rear today is the uh, almighty Joe Martinez from A&E Heating and Cooling. Uh, we're getting close to where the air conditioning is going to start to go off. Before long, the heating is going to be, the furnace is going to click on. Get that thing checked and tuned before you turn it on. When last winter ended, ended. When last winter ended, uh, it was filthy. It now needs to be cleaned before you fire it up again. Call and get on the schedule now. 616-516-8579 for A&E Heating and Cooling. If you do ever need a new install of a furnace or an air conditioner, they're going to install the best in the business. The Comfort Maker brand of furnaces and air conditioners. Thank you, Joe. Okay. Uh, asshole of the day. What are you folks thinking? Yeah, um, on a personal level, the guy who stiffed me on the limo ride. But whenever the name comes up, he must always be considered. It's uh, this marker is really man. My I am sucking so bad. What's it gonna take? And don't send me anything. I know I'm bitching about it. I don't think it's the marker. I think this dry erase board has had it. Sorry, Tim. I might need a new one. Can can dry erase boards wear out? Uh, your asshole today is brought to you by TC Paintball. It is Pete Arredondo. Congrats on your award. It's I think he's a two or three time winner. If his name comes up in any conversation, he has to be the asshole today. I mean that is just fucking heartbreaking. Holy shit. Okay, well, uh, very good. Uh, I appreciate you guys. Aram says, has anyone ever been keeping up with all the assholes of the day over the years? No, no. And, and and that's okay. Because if you're someone who does that, you've got way too much time. That that puts you in, in like Pellerito company. And that is not a company you want to be in. Uh, Joe, not not Joe Pellerito, uh, Mike Pellerito. You, you don't want to be in the Mike Pellerito company. You do want to be in Joe Pellerito company. Of the two... Uh, you know, Joe, love him. Mike, not so much. Uh, a lot of, lot, lot of problems between the show and, uh, and that hand and that pack of lunatics. Okay. Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys. You're the best. Have a good one. I'll talk to you on the Patreon. Bye-bye. Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial. 
plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code program.